We wrapped up a series last week called Empowered. From Easter up until Pentecost, we were building to that moment. Did y'all, y'all celebrate last week with me that we had eight baptisms last Sunday, and it was awesome. And we spent this time looking at what, is, what does it mean to have the Holy Spirit at work in your life, empowering you, walking life out with you. And it was so good. And we built up to Pentecost Sunday and Acts, the first part of Acts chapter 2. And we're just going to kind of carry that on throughout this summer, talking about what it looks like to be an Acts 2 kind of church. That's going to be our series throughout the summer. We're going to work our way through the book of Acts and different chapters and seeing what is the Holy Spirit still up to because he doesn't just come on Pentecost and then leave. He continues to walk out life with us. And what does that look like in our lives individually and as a church together? What does it look like to be an Acts 2 kind of church? Now, I don't know what your experience is with kind of talking with people about attending the vineyard and going to the vineyard, but I'll share with you what mine is. And a lot of it often revolves around if I have to give my email address out. So I I oversee like the business side of stuff with the church. And so I'm often in like conversations with whether it be corporate people or other stuff like that don't know vineyard as a church. They just give them my email, jason at capevineyard.com. And the response is usually something along the lines of like, Oh, you work at a wine company? How cool! (laughs) Which I love because it sets me up. Now, I love awkward moments. They're a lot of fun to me. It sets me up and it happens every time. They say something like that and I go, yeah, man, I'm a pastor at a local church. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be offensive because they just immediately think they screwed up. And it is so fun to just get to laugh not at them, with them. Be like, no, it's cool, it's good. We serve some occasionally, but not actually. That's a lie, we don't. You ever have a pro- You ever have a moment where you can invite somebody, hey, why don't you come to church with me at the vineyard? And they're like, at a vineyard? What, I didn't know we had a vineyard in Cape Coral. We do, we're just not that type of vineyard. We're a church. And hopefully, an Acts 2 kind of church, a church that walks out some of the things that we get to see in Acts chapter 2. Now, last week, we were in the beginning and middle part of Acts, where at the beginning, there is like 120 people who have faith. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, kind of the end of that initial story says that 3,000 people come to faith in that moment. 120 to 3,000, I don't know what that math is, but it is exponential and it is insane to try to walk out. But the apostles and those original 120 are going to walk it out. They're going to lead these 3,000 people into faith. So today we're going to look at how do they do that? How does that happen? And over the next several weeks, what does that look like in our lives and within the life of the church? So I'm going to read you a section of scripture here, Acts 2. 42 through 47. Those are our verses for today. And I want you to pay attention as I do to what characterizes how these people live. You'll see some words repeated over and over throughout these verses. Acts 2, beginning in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There are a lot of things that you could say about the Acts 2 church, things that categorize and kind of say this is who that church was. Certainly, they are dependent on the Holy Spirit. Right? That's how they grew from 120 to 3,120 tough math. It's how they grew that in one day is the Holy Spirit showed up and they stay dependent. But what really categorizes and kind of flavors the Acts 2 church is that they are a together church. They are together. Now, that's super important because if you remember last week, Jamie said that there are people from every or from a lot of surrounding nations. There are different languages spoken here. This is not 3,000 people who are all the same age, same skin color, same background, same everything. This is 3,000 people across multiple dialects, across so many different ways of living, across different faith backgrounds, across different ages, genders, nationalities. This is a diverse group mixed together, but immediately that group becomes a they. They become together. They are united around the Holy Spirit. And I love this because this is what matters within a church, right? There are different ages in this room. There's different backgrounds, different histories, different languages, different political beliefs, but we are united together around something that is more important than any of those ever could be. Right, when we talk about the value of a church and, and finding a church home, that matters so much more. What matters so much more in that is where God calls you to be. Not whether or not the church serves free breakfast, although we do. Not whether or not the worship is your favorite style and you just, the Holy Spirit really connects with you in that moment, although here he does. But what matters most is that God would put you in relationship with a group of people to say this is home for you. Because sometimes Cover Richie's ears really quick. Sometimes the eggs might get burnt. That doesn't actually happen. I don't have a good example for that. The food's always great. Sometimes a guitar string might break. Listen, if, if, if I was cooking the eggs, they'd get burnt, okay? That's a true story in my house every time I cook eggs. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the message, it just like, it just died didn't like, oh, Jason, like Jamie and Kim are out of town. Like he doesn't, he's not gonna, the stories aren't gonna be the same. Trust me, I get it. I've been, I, I love hearing Jamie preach. That's what connected me into this church. And I'm not him and we'll see how it goes today, but maybe we can have some fun. I don't know, but those aren't the reasons that we say I'm home within this church. The reasons that we say that is this is a place that God calls us to be and unites us together to say these people are gonna live life out together 
into the future. The calling and direction of the Lord above and beyond any other personal choice or style or belief, i.e. politics. What determines who we are as a church is that we have this God that we are chasing after together. This is who we are. And so we will be a together church just as we see in this picture. And there's a lot of practical things that they walk out. There's a lot of practical pieces that they do. And we're going to cover some of those here in a second. But what it means to be part of the Vineyard Church is to say, I'm going to be part of that group of people. I'm not going to try to live life and faith out on my own and in my own way. Instead, I'm going to be with others. I'm going to submit at times to others leading and speaking into my life. And we're going to find hope together. There have been some difficult seasons in, in, in my life. I've been part of this church for 18, 19 years now. Um, and there have been times where, where I've had built great relationships and friendships with people, and I've loved those seasons. But there are times where some of those people have moved on, gone a different way, done things a different, and that, that can be a really painful thing. There was a specific season in the life of our church where a lot of my closest friends, some who had even been in my wedding, left the church. And, and Carrie and I had conversations with them and, and specifically with each other about where, what was happening in that moment. And, and there was this expectation that we would you know, just kind of go with them because they were upset about the way some things had, had shaken out. And, and our very easy answer was, no, we're not going, we're not upset. This is home. For us, this is the group of people that God has called us to live with and walk life out with. And sometimes, listen, in UIO, which is our membership course, we, we get an apology in the bank right up front. Okay? We know you spend enough time around myself, Pastor Charles, Pastor Jamie. You don't really have to worry about Pastor Kim offending you. She's the sweet one of the bunch. But the rest of us, we know you spend enough, like, we're going to offend you. We're going to hurt your feelings at some point. Richie, I'm sorry, okay? I apologize. If you get in a small group with people and actually walk out life together, they will at some point upset you. This is how relationships go. But if we are called to be together as these people were, then we can walk through difficult moments then we can walk through hard times still together because we have a God and a Lord who is above all of those other personal preference things. Look at how that verse has started. If you don't remember, it said, they devoted themselves. They were all in and said, all right, this is 3,000 people who have just come to faith, who have just been baptized. They say, all right, what's next? There's 120 people that know what's going on. We're just going to figure this out. We're going to be devoted. We're going to be all in to say, whatever it is that God's doing, we're going. Wherever it is that God's leading, we're going to follow. They're devoted to the apostles' teaching right there. That means they're saying, all right, as you lead us, we are going with you. We are devoted. Later in verse 46 uh, or 45, I think it is, it says, every day they are gathered together. Right? This is not a 
club that we kind of want to be around because the free breakfast and is it, you know, whatever else that's going on. It's not a club. This is a home that says we're going to be together and we're going to walk out these moments of faith. And we're going to walk out together the difficult moments as well. They are devoted to each other and to a few things. So we're going to see a few ways that they walk out this togetherness in the Acts 2 church. And we're going to be walking these things out together for the rest of our lives. Certainly throughout this series, we'll see how this together church continues moving forward. Acts 2, 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They are committed to grow together. That they will grow together. That they're going to seek the Lord through the apostles' teaching and say, God, we know where we are. We covered a lot of this stuff in the Empowered series. We know that where we are is not enough to get us to where you want us to be. Right? Pastor Jamie was up here with the, the towel and talked about the mantle and, and Elijah and Elisha, that to get to where God wants us to be requires us to grow. It requires God to be at work in our lives. And they say, we are committed to growing together. I said, I've been here for 18, 19 years. A lot of you, as I kind of look around the room, you've seen me actually get to grow up, which is probably kind of scary to you. Yes, I, you want to feel really old, Lisa? My son is in the room listening to me preach for the first time ever. Graduating next week from fifth grade into sixth grade. And our students hang out in here with us uh, every week. So our middle schooler and high schoolers are in here today. And so, yeah, some of you have seen me grow up, like no more dyed hair, no more ripped jeans. I think actually these jeans might have a hole where I burn them on a fire, but that was an accident, not an intentional ripped jeans kind of thing. Nothing, nothing crazy going on anymore. I got a lot of that out of my system, but you've watched me grow. <laughs> I love some of the timing on the events from Marcella. <laughs> you've watched me grow physically and spiritually, and, and I've had the privilege of being a pastor here for a long time to get to watch many of you in the same way grow spiritually. This is what we do as an Acts 2 vineyard kind of church. We commit to grow together, that we're going to learn from the teaching together. They commit to fellowship, which means like hanging out, being together. I would term that like one of our small groups, that they're committed to going together and talking, not just like hanging out and living life near each other, but fellowship is an intentional thing in relationships where you say, we're gonna grow together. They, verse 42 still, the breaking of bread, which Luke who writes this uses that phrase to mean two separate things. And he's not really clear right here. Does that mean communion that we just did? Or does that mean going to lunch, which we're about to go do? Yes, it means both. They're committed to growing together by taking communion together, but also by spending time together, by being friends, by being in relationship. And then finally, how do they grow together? I want to give you a core one for for this crowd today is that they pray together. 
This is how they grow together. If you go through difficult times, if you go through hard times, the easiest way to know if you are connected into a church, a relationship, a together kind of church is are there people praying for you? And if you don't have that, we need to fix that. We need to get some people praying for you. Like, yeah, like at the end of service, there'll be people up front here to pray for you, but I mean even deeper than that. That people, you need people in your life who know when you're going through crisis and that they are already praying for you before they even talk to you. That they could pick up the phone and say, hey, I know it's been a difficult season. I've been praying for you. I just wanted to check in. You need those kind of people together with you in your life. Those relationships in our church are often formed within our groups. So if you don't have that, come on Wednesday night. Come join an alpha group. Even if you've got 30 years of faith experience, come join an alpha group to get some people in your life that you can walk out faith with, that you can grow together, that they can, as you help them find faith, they can start praying for you. They can start caring for you and loving on you. We don't walk out faith alone. We grow together. Gotta have people praying for us. Verse 43, I'm gonna read it. We're gonna not spend any time on it today because next week we're gonna talk a lot about this, uh, this kind of thing. Verse 43 and in Acts chapter three. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were Here's our word again, together, and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. The, the, this, this early church, this Acts 2 church commits to be together. They grow together, and they are also giving together. They give together. They say, all right, if we're going to care for people, we know that comes with a cost. And they say, we're going to meet that cost that they would even go so far as to sell property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now, I, as I've said multiple times, have the joy of having been part of this community for a long, long time. And I love that this is such a generous church. Many of you, you're already, kill, you're already doing this. You are giving together. You are giving generously and sacrificially. How do I know that? I wanna, I wanna show you two images from 2022 and give you a little bit of stats. So from January to September of 2022, we gave away a few things. 5,000 free meals just on Thursdays. That's not counting Sundays. 40,000 pounds of supplies, that's grocery bags, that's bags of rice, that's canned goods, that's all things that families in need would need to have. We were able to give that much away because we have a lot of very generous people in this church. People who have committed to give together, to care for people. Do those numbers seem good to you? That's, that's a lot every month that we're giving out and feeding people. That's worth celebrating over. You're not excited enough about those numbers. Thank you. Thank you. But that's just January through September. Because at the end of September, something happened that we don't like to talk about. It was not a fun, not a fun week. So 5,000 meals, 
nine months. 40,000 pounds of food, nine months. In the three months after the hurricane, when you could have said, it's time to dial in, it's time to, to protect yourselves, it's time to circle the wagons, make sure that everybody within the community are okay, make sure that we're focused on a few things, and we did that. We, we did some amazing things to take care of people within this church, but we didn't just stop there. Go ahead, Cal or Tali or whoever's going to put that up. In just three months after the hurricane... We give together 8,500 free meals because we weren't just Thursday night dinner church anymore. We actually, for the month of October, didn't do dinner church because we were open every day, all day, doing meals in here for free for everybody and anybody in need. 254,000 pounds of supplies that came out of those few months because there was a lot of need around. And it's so good to be a part of a church that gives generously together to say, we know there's need. Let's go help take care of people who are in need. Let's go help care for them. A lot of the pounds of supplies that we gave away there came from our missions partners at Convoy of Hope who showed up immediately after the storm. In fact, um, so Pastor Jamie and Pastor Kim, are, are, they've been doing ministry for a long time. They're obviously really well connected throughout the country and the world. So on that Wednesday, as everybody else in the, the world is watching the news and sees, they're on their phone the whole time, like giving updates to people who are calling, praying for them, asking about them, asking about you. How's the church? How is everybody doing? Up until 7, 8 o'clock that night when they lost service. They were out on Pine Island. They didn't get service back for a while. Nothing on Thursday. None of us did. On Friday, uh, one of the first phone calls that I got, I got, was from Convoy of Hope calling to check on me. I've never talked to them. They don't, I don't know how they got my phone number. They didn't get it from Jamie and Kim. They somehow figured out. They took time on their staff to say, all right, go figure out how do we get in touch with somebody at that church to call and make sure that they're okay. And they called, and then within days, they were showing up, giving out semi-truck loads full of stuff. And I said all that to get to this story, that within a few months, they said, hey, we've got a long-term care thing that we do as well to help people rebuild. And so we started calling within our church and saying, hey, we know your house was damaged. Convoy can come help. And within our church, probably 90% of the initial response was always, yeah, it's been pretty rough, but you know what? There's people who are worse off. Give it to them. There are people who have been hit harder. Go care for them. This is what it looks like to be part of a church that gives together. That says we see the need around us. So I would just commend y'all that you do this so well. And maybe you haven't gotten in on that yet. That's a great season to say, all right, I want to try. I want to step. I want to see what God will do as I give. There's envelopes in the programs on your way out. You can drop them in the boxes. You can always give electronically through the app. There are ways, if you want to take this step, you'll figure it out. I'm not gonna walk you through it. Come see me after and I'll talk to you about it because I'd rather celebrate those who have already been doing it and how good. And then you find somebody who gives and ask them some stories. They'll share with you some stories about how faithful God is when you take steps to give that he shows up in great 
ways to bless and care for you. These, this group says, we're gonna live life together. They commit to grow together, to give together, and then finally they commit to say, we're gonna go out together. Right? Because if you just do the first two, if you just say, we're gonna grow, we're gonna learn more, we're gonna get smarter, we're gonna give so that we can have programs that enrich our lives and we can have joy and we can enjoy things. If you just do that and stop, you become stagnant and unhealthy. But these early church members say, we're gonna go out together. Verse 46, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. That's like the church service thing. They broke bread in their homes and together and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And then watch verse 47. They were praising God and they enjoyed the favor of all the people. You know who doesn't have favor of other people? Somebody who's never around other people. It's just kind of how it works. If there's a new restaurant a few doors down, I've never been to it. If I go there, I got no favor at it. They don't know who I am. That's just how life works. You get favor by being around other people. And the early church, this Acts 2 church says, God has been so good to save us, to capture us, to draw us out of where we were, to give to us so we could care for those in need that we are gonna now go out. We're gonna go out. We're gonna go find others who are in need. We're gonna go find others who don't know God. That's the only way you get to enjoy the favor of all the people is by bringing God's love out to them. And they go. They say, this is too good to keep for ourselves. What God's doing here, what God's doing here at the vineyard is too good to just keep for ourselves. This is why we do so many of the things that we do. This is why we have free breakfast. The 1800th plug for that this morning. Goodness, find a different example. This is why we do free breakfast. This is why we are honoring graduates next week. This is why we're celebrating Father's Day with a car show and we're shutting down the parking lot over there. And we'll have 50 cars out there to show and, and walk and enjoy. You get the benefits of it, but it's not for you. It's for your friends. It's for your family. It's for your neighbors. It's for those who are far away from God. It's so that we can have people who have conversations with neighbors and say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? They've got free breakfast. All right, I, I guess I'll do that. Like, at least there's food and I can enjoy that. And you laugh because it's a silly example, but you fast forward the tape three months and there are people sitting in this room who were baptized last week because of that exact conversation. Because we serve free breakfast and it was an open door to say, come on, come see what this is all about. And then God showed up. Who knew? He was here. He started working in lives. They said, this is too good. We've got to take the next step to grow, to start giving and then to go out more, to go out to get others. Right? When you guys graduate, when we honor some of you that are graduating, bring some friends, bring some family next week. We're gonna preach Jesus and call them to hope in Christ. Father's Day, absolutely. 
Those holidays should be some of our biggest days together because you know this is a good time to invite some friends. This is a good time to invite the single dad down the road, to invite the grandfather who lives across the street and doesn't have any grandkids or kids near him. Say, hey, come, come see the car show. Come do something fun on what might be a harder day because you're on your own. This is why we do these things. It's why we have Alpha. To say, hey, as you're going out, as you're meeting people, as you're connecting with people, here's a spot to bring them, to help them grow. We go out together because what we get to experience every week as we gather together is too good to just keep for ourselves. We've got to give it away. And we will continue to give it away and see God continue to show up in great ways. We don't slow down over the summer. We're not slowing down just because Kim and Jamie are out writing a book. We have a lot of anticipation for that and what they're gonna bring back with them. But we've got a lot of great stuff coming in June. And God's gonna keep showing up. Look at the end of this verse and we'll end here. Let me read the whole verse. They're, They're worshiping, they're praising God, they're enjoying the favor of all their people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. If we can, as the vineyard, be an Acts 2 kind of church, a together kind of church, a church that is united around the love of God, the grace of God, the care of God, if we can be united around that, we can grow together and we can learn to give together and then we go out together to those in need in our neighborhoods, in our schools, at work, and we do those things together, you know what will happen? The Holy Spirit will be at work and the Lord will add to their number, our number, this number daily, those who are being saved. And you all know it's not about just figuring out the math and that. It's that there are those who need to hear the hope of the Lord and we wanna bring it to them. We wanna meet them where they're at and say, God cares so deeply about you. Come and see how good he is in your life. This is what it means to be an Acts 2 kind of church. And we're gonna unpack and walk through all these things over the next few months and see the goodness of God showing up. I mean, Acts 3, where we'll be next week. That's gonna be a great, a great weekend next week for somebody who doesn't have faith to come and hear about the power of God and how good he can be in their lives, no matter their history. So bring somebody with you. Tell them about the free breakfast. Tell them that we're celebrating graduates. They don't like kids, oh well, they can still come celebrate them. God's gonna show up next week as he's been here with us this week. We're gonna keep on taking these steps to grow together. You know, I've talked a lot about, you know, growing up in this church and, and uh, Many of you have gotten to watch that and walk alongside of me in that. So I just felt like it'd be a good way to end as we invite the, uh, the worship team to come up to lead us in closing here. It's just for those of you who have been involved in some of that, say thank you. You've cared for me really well. You've loved on me at times where I know I've been unlovable. You've driven me places to events before I could even drive. And you've cared for me. And I, I'm so thankful that I've gotten to then in turn because of that care for others around me. And that's what we do. We receive 
love and grace, and then we give it away to those who are around us that need it.